You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 84. Today, I'm chatting you all about the seven common mistakes that struggling coaches make and what to do instead. So are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is your first time hanging out with me today, thank you so much. Welcome. Today, I did something that I hadn't ever done before, which is I recorded this podcast live, both on Facebook and on Instagram. And I recorded it on a Sunday with my kids around. So hopefully it's been, it's being edited. So some of the stuff that uh, came through doesn't show up on the podcast. And I'll just share with you in full transparency why I did that. I recorded it on a Sunday, on this Sunday. And I know it's coming out on Tuesday. So welcome. Um, but I recorded it on Sunday because it was part of my set it up Sunday process. So I had been traveling for the last three weeks and I really work hard to not work on the weekends, but I was feeling so inspired as I really prepared my quarter three. I know I'm a little bit behind, but that's okay. It's part of my, it was just part of my process and what I needed, but I was setting it up and it was coming up a lot inside of the PT profit plus group and the members. And so I wanted to just revisit it. It's so important that when we are building our visions that we go back and revisit our plan because, you know, so many of us are really good students and we're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do the work and I'm going to do everything that she says. And then we never go back and we never revisit it and we never really assess our results and, and work to increase the performance, which is just why it's so important to revisit it. And so that's what we were doing inside of the group. And I thought, you know what, if my people are going through this, then so chances are, so are you. So I just want, especially if you're struggling and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be looking at that word a little bit because it, you might not be struggling, but you're wanting to cut through and you're wanting to get to the next level, which is a little bit of how I feel right now is that I'm not struggling, but I am wanting to get to the next the level. And so there are going to be challenges that we are faced with to get into, to get into whatever level it is that we want to get into. And so this episode goes through the seven common challenges and common traps that people get into. So if you are not where you want to be yet, then chances are you might be doing one of these seven things. So without further ado, let's go ahead and just roll that episode. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, friends, I can't believe I'm about to uh, do hello on Instagram. Hello over here on Facebook. I literally I'm doing something that I have never done before. And like always, 
I have those feelings of, oh, I'm so nervous. But at the same time, I'm just taking inspired action and going for it. So what we're doing today on Sunday, and y'all know that I typically don't work on the weekends. I really have made it you know, just very important. It's very important to me that I don't work on the weekends. So I set up those boundaries for myself, right? But I've been traveling for the last three weeks. And so I've been having so many, uh, just, just a lot of, um, what's the word? I've just been having a lot of inspiration and a lot of uh, content coming through me. And so I wanted to just hop on here live and just share with you what I'm doing this week and some of the things that have been coming up. And the reason why I said that this, I've never done this before is because this is going to be my podcast on Tuesday. So y'all know that I am a huge uh, person that likes to that likes to repurpose my content. So here I am recording it and getting it all done now. So this means that my live is going to be, hi, Nikki, it's going to be a little bit different when I start to get into the podcast and really go through some of the stuff. I'm not going to be able to answer any questions, but that's fine. And we're going to go, we're going to be and go live as long as, as possible. As soon as I'm done with the podcast, I'm going to hop in and, and answer some of the questions that have been and that are coming up. Okay. So uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. First of all, let's just go ahead and dive right in. So today's episode is all about seven common mistakes and traps that struggling coaches get into and we're going to be identifying them today and then what to do instead and of course i'm going to be sharing full transparency where and why this is coming up and how this is showing up inside of my own business as well and what we're going to be doing together just kind of break through to that next level and as always i'm doing this on a sunday when my babies are around so they're gonna be saying hi potentially but that's okay we're just going to be going with the flow. So the reason why I'm doing this, now I said this earlier, but it's worth reiterating, depending on how my editor edits this, is that today is a set it up Sunday in the sense that, and it kind of goes into the first, the, you know, the mistake number one, which is that if you are struggling, chances are you might be missing a system inside a business model inside of your business. Now I've said this before. I'll say it again. Success is not a secret. Success is a system. And when you set up this successful system inside of your business model, you'll be able to reverse engineer your goals. You'll be able to on a Sunday sit down and say, okay, What are the actions that I need to take this week, today, this month, this quarter to fulfill on the greater vision or or the greater goal? Now, this is something that's been coming up with my PT Profit Plus members 
because we're in week seven, I think, and people have been starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed, but it's really exciting because I always start with the end in mind. That's a Stephen Covey concept. I always start with the vision and we create that. We start to really just dream into it, dream into the possibilities of what is possible for you coming from a place of abundance, of course. Okay. And then we start to chunk it down. All right. So if we know that that's where we're going to go, let's start reverse engineering it. And we go down from 10, three to five to one into quarterly goals. And then our focus becomes what are we going to do in our 90 days together? And then we have weekly accountability and day and things that you can start doing every day to move the dial. But what happens to so many of us, including myself, by the way, is that we, we do the exercises and then we're like, all right, we're going to do it. And then we start, you know, shiny object. Oh, this looks cool. Oh, Instagram's changing. I need to post three to five times a day. We start to get bogged down by these details that, that are actually not moving the dial. I do this too. Right. So this is why it's really important, which is what I'm doing right now. And what I'm doing with my people this week, this coming week is to revisit it, go back and revisit the goals. Maybe things have changed. That happens too. Is that, you know, when we're in the, when we start messing around with the, or when we start rubber meets the road, because don't forget taking inspired action, this is an important component of the process. So when we start guessing, testing, and assessing, we might need to shift the model or shift the action that's getting taken. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing, but it's really important that we build the sales system inside of your business model and then execute on the plan. So that's number one. If you're struggling, chances are you might be missing number one key component, which is building that sales system inside of your business. Now, a caveat is I'll say an effective sales system, right? But we need to know what that is going to, we need to know what that how do we know whether or not it's an effective sales system? This is when we're going to get into number two, which is not measuring the metrics. So chances are, if you are struggling, you might be missing the metric component to your sales system. So now inside of my business, I always talk about the three P's, right? We need to attract people. We need to connect with them, turn them into prospects and then convert them into purchasers, okay? Let me just make sure, make a note here that I'm talking about this as number two, right? So now the question becomes, and now I did this for years, friends. So you're not alone. I did this for years where I just did everything right. I just threw everything. I did, I, I just, you know, put all the spaghetti, threw all the spaghetti on the wall for lack of a better metaphor and said, we're gonna be um, a, uh, this is what my mentor said. This is the shiny object and we're just going to do it. But I was not measuring the performance of the sales system. Now, inside of, of the program, we talk a lot about, about results versus, versus performance. Okay. And what happens is that a lot of people will, and myself included, I still do this, is that we attach all of this meaning to the actual results and the outcomes. Now, no matter what you do, whether it's literally nothing, 
you're going to get a result. You're going to get an outcome. And it becomes our job to guess, test, and assess. We need to be able to review the results and the outcomes of what happened and then work to increase the performance. Now, now how do we know if we're increasing the performance? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's a great question. This is when making sure we know our numbers and we start to dial into the metrics that matter. Now, going back to that three Ps, right? We have metrics depending on where you are in your, you know, in your plan, in your sales system, we have metrics that we can measure at every level. So we can start talking about, about, about um, you know, the people phase, right? Are we getting in front of our ideal clients? Is our content resonating with our ideal clients? And we get to decide, you as the CEO get to decide what those metrics are that you're measuring. Now, careful here. Because we can start getting stuck and fixating and focusing on some vanity metrics, metrics that don't necessarily matter or move the dial. So, for example, right, so I started to get bogged down, as I told you I would be transparent, is that I was starting to get just heavy. And what I mean by heavy is feeling negative, feeling sour about my Instagram following. It's for this last year, it's pretty much stayed even. It hasn't really moved. And I started to get into a whole lot of spiral thinking of like, oh, I teach Instagram and I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like a failure. It's gonna look like all these negative things that have been coming up. Things like I'm I'm not moving the dial. I what I'm saying isn't working, blah, 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 all that stuff. But that is not really true. I did a huge massive pivot. And there are tons of people in my audience right now, and I love you, but you might not necessarily be the, the, my ideal client. So as more people and my ideal clients are coming to my, to my world, I love you, I'm here, I'm going to nurture you, support you. I've got a lot of people that aren't, and they're leaving, and that's a good thing. We want that. Right. And then we have to also remember too, when we're talking about vanity metrics is that all I have worked with hundreds of people and lots of people who make millions or have smaller audiences. In fact, one of my mentors, I was laughing because he got to 10,000 Instagram following and he was disappointed by it. He was like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm at 10K followers. Now I can swipe up. Right. He was the only person I've ever worked with or, or, or talked to that um, was upset about having that 10,000 followers. And the reason why is because it's an important thing to know is, and he's a millionaire, is that it's not, it's not about certain vanity metrics, likes, comments, shares. It's not about collecting those. And we can look out into space and we can say, you know, we can say, oh, this person's got 300 followers, but how do you know those aren't mannequins hanging out in a room? There's so many different things out there that can, you know, marketing, I'm, I teach it. So I, I do know this, that it's a lot, a lot of it can be smoke and mirrors. We don't actually, we only see the tip of the iceberg. We don't actually know what's underneath there. Okay, but we start to make stories and we start to create things around, around these metrics. Now, 
and vanity metrics specifically. So then we start to take action from coming from an energetic place of like, oh, I need more followers. So then you start, oh, I'm going to go buy followers or I'm going to, I need more likes. And I need to go buy my likes and all those things. And when you start doing that and you start filling your community with mannequins, that is where we are focusing on those vanity metrics. That is the difference between, all right, but Beverly, no one wants to be the internet's best kept secret. So you do want to be measuring these metrics, but you want them to be real. And for me, I'll just share the way that I can separate it for myself is when I, is, is how I feel. And if I'm making decisions based on chasing these vanity metrics, and then I know that, that we've got a problem. But if I'm looking at it neutrally, and I'm just assessing it and then making a decision based on the feedback that I'm receiving from the community, that is going to be a different decision. And I might look at my content now, now you've heard me talk about Razor's Edge content where I might look at it and be like, where can I improve my content? How can I connect with the people that I need to and want to connect with and serve? versus decisions like I'm going to go buy my followers, I'm going to go buy my, my likes, and I'm going to go make decisions that are not that are that go after vanity metrics and not actual performance based metrics. Now you as a CEO get to determine what those are for you and for your business. And, and to remember that you are looking at metrics at every stage, the people the people phase, the prospect phase, and the purchaser phase. And they're going to be baseline metrics that you are measuring all the time throughout your whole, your whole process. The good news is that that's going to help you feel less detached because when you know your numbers and when you, the numbers are going to tell the story and give you the lesson that you need or the success that you want. That's what's going to help you grow faster is being able to assess the performance of the outcomes. And then the game becomes, how can we increase the performance? How can we have more fun as well so that we can increase the performance in the process? Okay, so that's number two, not measuring the metrics. And then also when you're not measuring the performance too, that's when we start to get into those feelings of panic of like, oh, I, I can't, I can't do it. Okay, so that is that's a really key component and a common trap and mistake that people get into is not measuring the metrics. So now we can talk about number three, which is building connection. Most people miss this step of building a connection with their people. And instead they just wanna focus on lure tactics. Okay, so let me just get clear on what I mean about a building a connection, especially for, for personal trainers and for people in the service industry. Okay, now you've heard people say people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And so I've actually stood against that for a little bit because it's not, it's not about no like, and trust. Okay, what they're really talking about is connection. And being able to, and I talk about the ladder of believability, where they need to believe in you, they need to believe in your offer, so they need to believe that you are going to do what you say that you can do and actually 
per, and actually go into the and sell the transformation, right? Not sell the solution. People, people, I've said that before, and I'm starting to look, take a look at that. People are not into the solution. They want the transformation. The solution is the how, the process, and people f sell that, and but people don't want that. They want the, that transformation. So they need to believe in the offer. They also need to believe in themselves that they can do it, especially in the fitness space. And then they also need to believe that they need it now. Now, when you move people through that ladder of believability, that is what's going to carry them through that customer journey of people to prospect to purchase. Okay, and that's not necessarily about no like and trust. My mom, my husband, they know, like, and trust me, they never buy from me. This, I always use this beautiful orchid, right? I don't even know where I got that. I don't know who made it. I just know that that was going to elevate the room. That was the transformation I wanted. I went and purchased that. I went through that customer journey rather quickly. Okay. And so that is, that's why it's not necessarily about no, like, and trust. It's about the ladder of believability. And that is going in the service space that is going to require a connection. And so now here is some of the common traps that people miss is that that connection that you are making with people is happening both on a conscious level and also on a subconscious level. Our subconscious mind is reading behavior, reading voice patterns, reading is listening to the way that you show, listening to the way that, that, you are connecting with someone and how they're showing up. There is a subconscious reason why video and audio connects people faster is because you are reading them on a conscious level, but also on a subconscious level. Does this person get me? Do I connect with this person? Now, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. This is why it's so important that you show up and that you connect and that we don't just focus on lure tactics. Like, let me give you an example of what a lure tactic is, right? Which is where we're like, you know, download my, download my PDF and then purchase this. Come to my webinar. Like we're, consumers are savvy, especially now in the internet space, right? We see, we see a, an ad that's like book a call. We know what's going to happen on that call. Or let me rephrase. We think we know what is going to happen on that call. That's why it's important for us as business owners is to break down those, those narratives, overcome those objections, because we this comes from breakthrough advertising. I talk a lot about this in PT Profit Formula, but in order to break through that market saturation, we have to cut through with our mark, you know, with a marketing sophistication in our messaging. And so when you are in a space that is fitness and wellness, I mean, we're in this space in case you're concerned, but what when you're in that level of saturation, what's happening is that the consumers already think they know. They already think they know what's gonna happen, what's best for them. And in our messaging, we need to cut through that. We need to overcome that objection. We need to cut through that noise. So when we're practicing these lure tactics, right? And it's gonna slide into uh, the next the next thing that I had to say about common mistakes that people get into, but when we're practicing those lure, lure tactics, then we are missing the connection that we are building with people. 
Okay. So now how do we do that? How do we, how do we build connection? Well, I did talk about it is a little bit is that we want to uh, show up, just show up in your space. No one wants to be the internet's best kept secret. You want to show up in your space and for your people. Okay. So then we can get into another common mistake trap that people make if you're struggling. Okay. Which is number four. Is that right? A four, not selling enough, not selling enough. So now we have a lot of beliefs around what it means to sell. Okay. And I think it comes from what I was talking about earlier, which is the lure tactics is that where we get to, where we start to feel sleazy, like there's a bait and switch or, or what happens is we have this feeling of feelings like, ah, I'm sorry. We apologetically sell. And I, that comes from not wanting to to trick people that comes from not wanting to to you know feel sleazy and i get it i i absolutely get it but the number one thing that we have to do is heal our relationship with selling and what we think that is i operate from knowing that selling is service selling is a service every single thing my phone I'm live on Instagram, so you can't see it. But my phone, my case, my coffee, this chair, this, this computer, the way that I am connecting with you right now, this is a service. It is a service and I paid for it. I paid for it. There is absolutely nothing that, I, that I'm connected with. I'm looking around. Everything had an energetic exchange of money. I paid for it. And I want you to just even think about your own consumer behavior. The transformation happens in the transaction. Okay. How many times have y'all bookmarked these free things and been like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the best of intentions. I'm going to come back to this. How many times have you downloaded a PDF and it ends up being in your PDF graveyard? When you had the best of intentions to get this, to, to do it, or you're going to come to this live, but, ah, oh, the kids, I can't, you know, your ego comes in, which is a good thing. Your ego comes in and says, oh, no, no, nope, that's not what we do or change. Right. And you start giving yourself all these reasons why you can't show up for yourself. However, when you put money there, you're going to, you're something will cha change. And you're like, oh no, kids can be crazy. That's fine. Let them, you know, scream in the, in the background. No problem. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll show up, but I'll, maybe I'll be off my camera or you start to, you start to make energetic, you, you start to shift because you have said yes to yourself in a different way when there is an energy transformation. Okay. So I just want you to know that that selling is a service and our job, what you do in the PT profit formula is a mastering the art and science of selling and mastering that idea of the non-sell because the truth of the matter is all selling is really you're selling all the time, right? We just have the visceral reaction to the word selling is, is all you're doing is making a case and creating demand for your point of view. That's a sell. So whether it's free content or not, you're making a case for it, or you are making a case for your offer. That's it. So 
so changing your relationship to how you feel about the word selling. And so I've really, I've, I have helped so many people learn how to sell and there's two missing components. If you feel, and I've done this myself, so I, I'm not, I am not exempt, but if you're feeling like something is sleazy or not right, two things are typically usually happening. Number one is that there is a lack of listening. So many personal trainers, service providers, you're not alone. This is brain-based. Me too. Is that, you know, we have to go into every call, every experience, like it's the first time. Beginner's luck, it's, 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 I did a podcast on beginner's luck explained, but the, the idea behind beginner's luck is that they just are coming with no evidence, no experience, this complete sense of I am here and present. When you have experience, we start to, oh, we know how this is going to go. Oh, I've seen this before. And, and we stop listening and we come in thinking we already know what this person is going to say. That's a trap. We don't want that. And it can be hard to do, especially the more experienced you get in doing these calls, doing these, doing your challenges, having free experiences. It's okay. The second thing, and so lack of listening and how, and at lack of active listening. When people feel heard, they will feel loved. So if you're starting to feel like sleazy, that's typically one thing that's happening. The other thing that is happening is a lack of empathy. Is that we're not connecting with these people and understanding why and where they are coming from. It's just, we're quick to be like, no, this is a solution right or you have those people that will do what will feel like clickbait and it's not that it's it, it's typically still coming from a place of of not listening and uh and not empathizing those are where those feelings of sleaze come in okay but so that's why number four is that we are not selling enough you are not showing up on on my that's my guess is that you are not showing up selling enough you're probably selling you know you're apologetically selling but i want you to be selling all the time and feeling good about it okay so you know this is something that's and it, it kind of goes hand in hand with number three which is that the lure the lure tactics and that feeling like okay well you know for these seven days i'm going to be promoting this 10 days i'm going to be promoting this yeah i do teach that yes i do but friends I want you to remember that it's got to feel like, like you are building momentum and building momentum means that you are talking about it. I want it to get to the place of where you, you know, those commercials, this is probably going to date me, but you remember that Macy's commercials where that the person was standing outside the window and she was like, open, 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 right? That is what I want you to feel like with your free experiences, with your stuff. That's like build, building momentum. You're not just talking about your enrollment or accepting clients for just those seven days because, you know, my mentor told me, okay, I'm going to do this promotion for seven days. No, 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 no. You are building momentum. You are talking about it all the time, all the time. It's just this seven day window and you are opening enrollment. But if you master your messaging, 
Okay. And you start to build that momentum inside of your 90 day container, one year container, whatever it is that you build back to number one in your sales system and in your plan and model, you'll build momentum and get people excited for that open enrollment period. Okay. And it's not just about the lure tactic. It's about building that connection. Now, hopefully you can see how all of this it works synergistically together. Okay. This is what we talked about in the PT profit formula all the time. It works synergistically together. And the good news is that oftentimes we're just tweaking one of these components and it's going to really get things to take off for you. Okay. Number five is looking for the right way. Okay. Now this is something that I have been really guilty. Okay. And and I've been guilty of it in two ways. Number one is looking for myself the right way, looking for the right way, the best way. Okay. The second way that I've been guilty of this is, is, is once I figured out something that works, I had just all of a sudden would go in and um, teach everybody else and tell them that this is the way that they have to do it no, you need to do it this way. You need to do it this way. And what happened is for me is I stopped listening. Now the problem, you know, the challenge that we will sometimes face is that that's not true is that it's not, there is no right way. This is why principles are so important. It's not just one right way because the truth is that everything works. You have to figure out what works best for you. It's like becoming a metabolic detective. There's a reason why all those diets work. It's not about, it's not about the right way. It's about finding what is going to work best for you. And you need to become a business detective in the same way that you're becoming a metabolic detective. And now when you are asking yourself, like, what is the right way? What is the right way? What is the right way? that there's some inner work to do because that's coming from a place of thinking that there's only one way to do it. That's not coming from principles. This is why knowing the principles is so important. And it also goes back to number one, which is, you know, that, that sales system and being able to, and number two, you know, measuring the metrics and increasing performance. But if you're looking for the right way, that, that is, I, uh, an ego response and it's coming from a place to think of, of, of missing the other two tactics. Okay. So, and not get being in tune with what is going to work best for you. Cause the truth of the matter is that everything works. What we want to do is find an efficient way. We want to, we want to be able to build and automate, build that system that's going to work for you. So now we can get into number six, which is not asking for help. Now I even can feel myself having an emotional response to this because this is something that I'm looking at. And you might be wondering, especially if you've been hanging out with me for a while, but Beverly, you have a lot of help. You have a lot of mentors. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm not talking about help necessarily in, in terms of coaching. I, I will ask for help 
a million times over because that's just who I am. I believe in coaching. I believe that we need to, you know, we don't need to necessarily be at some pinnacle, some best, right? We could, there's, you know, we're always learning and growing that I do believe that we need to be in the trenches because we are always in momentum and you're either going forward, you're going backwards. I'm talking about asking for help inside of your business because that is going to require you to be a leader and it is going to require you to let go. And a common mistake that entrepreneurs or personal trainers, business owners that are trying to build an online business is that we do not ask for help fast enough. We, and we want to build it on our own. And that is a trap because I want you to go out and look a million dollar businesses are not built on your own. And I want you, I, I used to be a district fitness manager for a national company. And I, I, you know, we used to have these big goals, right? We'd have to, you know, be, I was responsible for $2.1 million a month. Okay. Nobody hit $2.1 million on their own. And I would get into this trap. I still get into this trap of, of wanting to do it myself. And that is coming from a place of not, you know, when you can do it yourself, that means that you don't have to communicate. You don't have to lead. You don't have to let go. But that is the fastest way to burnout, to uh, being exhausted, and to working 18-hour days is doing it yourself. That is the fastest way to overextending and to just grinding and to also missing things okay so this is happening to me right now is that is that i just um yeah i'm doing all these you know hours and now listen 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 friends because i always talk about efficiency is that you're gonna have seasons of hustle seasons of or of, of downtime but if you are finding that you are you are getting to that like I'm do I'm I'm not I'm always staying in my season of hustle I'm never coming down right and I want you to remember too that hard work is not the same as you know hard is not the same as uncomfortable there are going to be things that you are going to work there are going to be things that you need to do inside of your business that aren't going to be amazing all the time right? That you're not going to want to always do. Okay. But that is different. And you get to define, this is a nuanced conversation and you have to know that where that line is for you, where you start to feel like I just am, I'm burning out. I'm doing too many hours. I'm doing too many. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not moving the dial. I'm just kind of staying in this blah stage right? Whether it's at the beginning or whether you're, you know, at this multiple six figure and you're trying to cut through, right? Not asking for help soon enough in your side of your business. Nobody has built a million dollar, a million dollar business without help, without a team. And I don't mean the big, it doesn't even have to be a big, massive team. Just with some help, you need to have help. You can't be doing it all yourself. It's just the fastest way to burn out. We all have the same 24 hour period in the day. And this is something that I'm focusing on right now inside of my business, because this is, this is what I, I need this. Okay. And so I'm going to tell you, and I'll get to the next seven one, but uh, maybe I need to do a, another separate podcast about this and I might, but 
I'm going to tell you that these, the, what I'm asking myself every single day. And so this is, it kind of brings us back full circle and what was happening inside of plus, right? And this is why we need to go back and revisit our plan. And this is, and, and make sure that we're having these metrics that matter and that we're holding ourselves accountable to it. But I'm asking myself powerful questions every single day is that, is this action I'm taking in alignment with the vision? Is this moving the dial forward? Are we staying in tasks that are not, that we can delegate, that are not going to be the big top 5% tasks that move the dial, that move the business forward? Chances are, if you're struggling, you're probably hanging out in some tasks that you can delegate. And that's what I'm focusing on right now as I move into the back half of the year. And then the last thing, when I've mentioned it throughout this, this live, throughout this podcast, is building and executing a plan. It goes hand in hand with one. Number one was, you know, building the system, which I think is so important, but we need to have a plan. You know, does this mean that we need to be rigid? No, of course not. But we need to know what the plan is make sure that we're measuring metrics and then checking in every week. I want you to think about your clients, think about your fitness experience, right? Now, listen, you, if you're anything like me and you, you know, we're like, Beverly, I don't believe in diets. I don't, you know, teach people to count calories or count or anything like that. I totally, I get that, right? But there are things that you typically are putting into place to measure performance. Otherwise, how will you know whether or not you're getting to the goal? Even if it's like, do you feel better? Are you, are you, are, you know, what's your energy like? Like there are things that you are, that you are putting in place to measure performance. The same is true in your business. And I'll say this, numbers are not personal, period, right? And so, you know, being able to have a relationship with numbers in your business is going to be crucial to performance. Okay. So, I'm going to let you sit with that for a while. And if you have questions, right, come into the free group and we can have conversations about that. But numbers aren't personal and having a really good relationship with numbers inside of your business is going to help you get results faster. Results, I shouldn't say results faster because you're going to get a result no matter what, but you're going to get the, the success that you want. You'll be able to increase performance faster. I'll say that. Okay. So you need to be reverse engineering, even if you don't even know where you're going yet. So now inside PT Profit Formula, we do real, you know, there are exercises that I put in place to help you create that, operate from that, even if you don't know, because if you're anything like me, you might have this feeling of like, I don't know if I knew I would do it. Right. And I get it. You are a high achiever. You are smart successful. I get it. I have been there. So I want you to just explore, just trust that, that what you need is going to come up for you. Okay. So, and that is going to require a plan. And does that mean that you can change it? Yeah, of course. I change my plan all the time. I mean, in fact, it's July 25th, friends. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm feeling a little bit guilty. Uh, I hadn't done my Q3 planning yet. I have now, I have now, but Q3 started 25 days ago. Okay. And now I'm going to meet with um, my assistant and we're going to be chatting about it tomorrow. So 
just know that a plan, you can have fluidity. In fact, it needs to have fluidity, a space for you to create, but we need to have it there so that we can also measure those metrics and reverse engineer it, go backwards and um, check to see how things are going. Okay. So let's just recap, quickly recap for those of you who are joining me live and coming in late and, uh, and for the podcast, I just want to go ahead and recap quickly the seven common traps that people are getting into if you are struggling. And I shared on this podcast things that I personally am getting into. So let's just go through them real quick to summarize. Number one, are you missing a sales system inside of your business? Every successful fitness business needs to have that. Number two, not measuring metrics and focusing on vanity metrics. We need to be able to, to measure the metrics that matter. And then number three, oh, I did kind of mess these up a little bit. So let me just make sure that I'm saying them uh, right. But number three is building the connection. And we're missing that step of the ladder of believability, building the connection and practicing the lure tactics. And then, and then it ties into number four. Some of the common things that we're not doing is not selling enough. We are not mastering that art and science of non-selling and making a case for selling. We need to heal our relationship with selling. And then number five is that we are looking for the right way and not operating from principles. And then number six, which is not asking for help soon enough in your business. No matter what stage you're at, you need help. And then number seven, which is building and executing that strategic plan that moves the dial. Okay. So if you've been hanging out with me live today, thank you so much for hanging out. I'm going to go ahead and just end the live and then I will finish out the podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and I'll go back. If there were questions, I'll definitely go back and answer them. So thank you so much for hanging out with me live. Now we can finish out the podcast. Thank you. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. It would be a huge favor and service to me if you would please give us a five-star review, share with us some of your biggest takeaways and share it with your friends. Post it on your social media. It helps get the message out to more people. So that would be a huge service to me. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.